0: This is Jeremy Renta,
1: and this is Amy Solara,
0: and you have discovered Mantra and Magic,
1: a podcast where Eastern philosophy meets Western magical practice. buddy welcome to oh hey season.
0: everybody what's going on Virgo season hey it's us um, and it's just the two of us this is, is. the it's, it's been a while I've really enjoyed all of our interviews that we've been doing it's been amazing that we've had so many people who have been interested and we've got more people that were actually lined up to to record at least in this next week it's been yeah. uh, it's been crazy how <laughs> how awesome everybody has been to like and just the feedback that we've gotten from them after we've had a recording so i'm hoping that everybody's really enjoyed the the interviews that we've done
1: yeah it's i'm i'm super pumped with how much this is growing and the community that's coming out of it and the new faces on patreon so super glad to have you all here um we are in my birthday month and so I feel very very partial to (laughs) this energy report because it's like it's so near and dear um it's also hard for me to get full perspective on it because I'm in it it's kind of like when you're in the middle of doing something and you can't um fully see how the art project or the the, whatever it is that you're working on is going to come out but maybe from the outside if you take like an outside observer perspective then you can see it a little bit more and yeah. so hopefully Jar can offer some of that on this <laughs> when I talk about it um, on the high roads and the low roads of being a Virgo and being in this season and it's been going on since about a week ago mm-hmm. and the I think the best thing to do with it is just know that The more that you trust the process, the more that you just start something if you have the urge to and don't get caught up in whether it's going to be good or not, the more that you Mm -hmm. are willing to forgive yourself and keep going if you fall off the bandwagon with whatever it is, health and diet or exercise or yoga or your meditation practice, whatever it is you decide to do, um, even just cleaning out your closets. If you give yourself permission to just start over every single day and just keep trying every single day, it's going to work out a lot better because the, the biggest low road of Virgo is being the world's greatest critic mm-hmm. and struggling with getting anything done or getting anything started or getting any, anything um, on a roll. <laughs> really and just all of it because that voice pops in and says "Mm, i think you're doing it wrong or i don't think you're doing it well enough or i don't think you're meant to do this because you suck period
0: yeah well i think it's also i mean one of the there's always the the duality of both sides but like one of the big things about virgo that is a positive is the nurturance aspect, right? It's like being a, being a mom, being like having that loving, I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to take care of you vibe. And, you know, at, at least I've got a lot of male Virgos in my life. My brother's a Virgo, my dad's a Virgo. And I think how that can kind of turn out as being a negative is, uh, misconstruing what nurturance is. You know, my, See, my and I, I
1: feel like that's cancer. I feel like cancer is the one that takes care of, whereas yeah. the one who tries to fix and heal. And well, I mean, yeah,
0: like it was like a, the, the idea of of being like, at least for my dad, my dad and my brother are both very analytical. They've always like gotten shit taken care of. You know, it's more of mm-hmm. like it's more of like yeah. stuff gets done. And I guess that's part of it. There's like the the concept of get the get the job done, but not necessarily the emotional connection that goes along with it. Yeah. Like, I, I did so much for you because I've worked my ass off to bring a bunch of money in. And because of that, technically you should feel taken care of, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, there's not really an emotional part to it, I guess. So, and that's, I mean, I definitely see that reflected in you. Like we've, we've talked about it numerous times where I've seen you cry one time in the, <laughs> the number of years that I've known you. Um. So, but I also know that you are incredibly caring and you are incredibly nurturing. And it's not just about the fact that you want to be right <laughs> which i know is part of it because like, that's well, also
1: I... <laughs> my fourth house son here comes miss miss <laughs> know-it-all and miss hermione rightness jumping uh-huh. in on it but virgo's keyword with deborah my teacher soon to be your teacher is yeah. um i analyze uh-huh. and that is true constant analytical processes happening for virgo yeah. where it's like what needs to be on the to-do list? What's the next item on the to-do list? Is the to-do list perfectly organized? Like, is it going to adequately get all the tasks done today? Do I need to add 25 more things to my to-do list because I'm trying to save the world? Um it's less caring. I think I might have slightly more caring nature because I have a fourth house sun, which mm-hmm. um, you'll be learning about the houses soon. And anybody else who wants to, there's still time to sign up. You would just barely slide in for that Applied Astrology. Uh, doors close this week, guys. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of it while you can. Um, the houses really do come into play for your sun sign because your son where it sits on the chart which house it sits in um, on your natal chart plays a really big role and for me it's the fourth house and that's the house of the nurturer and the mom and the collective unconscious and the family and the home and so of course those things are all priorities in my life i just handle them in a very virgo way <laughs> <laughs> like puts a, a spin and a flavor on it so for me the virgo is going to come out slightly differently now if so virgo rules the sixth house
0: mm-hmm. so if you have
1: a sixth house son you might be more concerned about health and wellness than whatever your typical sign might exhibit um whereas like jerry are you in the ninth house
0: ninth house yeah
1: your son I that is it correct. That. Anyway, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you're super inclined towards go big or and instead of just go big or go home it's go big or go big. Everything mm-hmm. has to be like all out uh especially spirituality but if spirituality isn't working then it's like alcohol and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> it takes you to a bigger place it takes you to a different state it takes you you can travel without leaving your couch so mm-hmm. um it, that ninth house is travel it's spiritual depth it's being able to teach everything you learn as you go and collect all of those things um, and so it changes well, and i've got me.
0: some i've got some libra and some uh some virgo in my ninth house and my true node is or my north node is in uh virgo
1: yeah, so, and your saturn's in virgo and that's the that's the big yeah. thing why we're having this conversation because my sun placement in virgo is pretty close to your saturn and north node placement in virgo mm-hmm. and so north node's for everybody who doesn't know what a North node is, it's a mathematical point. It's not actually like a physical place on the moon. Um, And those calculated points, they say the North node is your soul's lesson and Saturn is your life's lesson. So (laughs) to have both of them in that space means that Virgo is one of the hardest things for you to do. That you're constantly feeling the pressure to get it right and you're constantly feeling the pressure to learn what the heck that Virgo energy is about. So you end up surrounding yourself with Virgos so that you can figure it out.
0: Yes, I can attest to that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not always by choice. Sometimes it's the chick who's barfing in the bucket next (laughs) to you.
1: (laughs) Sometimes it's the like literal crazy lady who shows up (laughs) at your door at 3 a.m. in L.A. and is like, I just did this ritual and it was so amazing. (laughs) And you're like, "Why are you sleeping here again?"
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did you bring? You brought some. Because I don't have my own couch or apartment.
1: I know. I'm living out of my car. (laughs) Those were the days.
0: (laughs) They were definitely something.
1: Oh my god! I'm so glad they're over. I'm so glad my twenties are over. I am so so happy with thirties awesome
0: so far you're doing it right thanks i mean you got two babies a husband (laughs) or a husband two babies and a church so
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh but with yeah so this virgo season it is about doing all of the things and not at the same time like having the urge to just get stuff done constantly like not letting yourself sit still I don't know if you've been feeling it, but I've been feeling it ramped up even more with the temple of all souls stuff. Just like, okay, now I'm working on the website. Now I'm working on the email list. Now I'm working on this account for this other thing. And now I'm going to go back into the document that has the constitution and the bylaws. I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to make sure that every single word is perfect and exactly where it needs to go and completely understandable by everybody. And Oh my God, it's 11 o'clock and I need to go to sleep so I can wake up at 6am and I can start typing and get back onto my journal and write all of my meditations down. (laughs) That's literally how fast I've been going for the past two weeks.
0: No, I definitely have not been doing the same thing. Well, I mean, I've definitely been going, but there's been the energy has been in the house. I don't know if I've necessarily been if I've necessarily <laughs> been doing the same thing. So I, I I am very grateful for the the cooler weather and it does feel like you can be more productive now. Now especially where you are, it's uh it's been unbearable. So, being able to be outside and have that as a as a enjoyable factor has been kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it's so only melting been like when you're
0: outside. No. Yeah, it's good. You're getting to the point <laughs> where you can actually so breathe beautiful. the air outside.
1: We can sit outside and watch hummingbirds, and then the monsoon kicks in every night. That's fun to see, like trees falling over. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> hair zone is special um there's yeah it's it's been fascinating but one thing about virgo season that i think um some people don't take as much advantage of because it is one of the tougher aspects when we're going through something where we want coping mechanisms it's to get your health back on track before the Mm -hmm. holidays because this is the time when pumpkin spice lattes are reintroduced into mainstream uh, diets. <laughs> <laughs> and for most people, this is the start. Like, as soon as Starbucks decides that it's autumn, they mm-hmm. start with all of the holiday stuff, whether it's yeah. like baking cookies, or making scones, or making pie, or making cake, or making any other thing that is <laughs> sugar laden. And <laughs> Like gluten stuck together with other gluten, and it kills the the whole flora within your. I guess it's fauna, right? Bacteria. (laughs) Yeah, it's alive. Micro microbiome within your gut and within your body, and if your brain, which wants to analyze everything right now, is totally overridden with all of these other messages. From Candida and other types of bacteria that shouldn't be hanging out in your small intestine, screaming, feed me, feed me, give me more dopamine hits, then it's going to be really hard to get your brain to listen to the other voices that are way more beneficial. And so I think one thing that Virgo really harps on a lot, and like most of my friends who are Virgos, we like always end up talking about it is health and food and nutrition and and health as the new wealth like the mm-hmm. more that you're capable of stepping into a space of really not limiting yourself not denying yourself not like taking things away and saying I can't have this anymore but saying I'm choosing to eat the healthy option because then it's going to give me more freedom it's just going to give me more space to be the best version of myself. So I'm giving myself the gift of not eating this. I'm giving myself yeah. the, the beauty of, of these other nourishing things rather than poisoning myself with the rest right.
0: of it. Right. Well, t- two things on that. It's like, first of all, and this is something that has been very present for me over the past week, is the, you know, being more, uh, being stronger with my nose. And like having a, a stronger nose so that I can have more of a full body, yes. Um, and just the idea that really right now is the it's the it's the time when we're getting ready to start to die, right? Not us, but like nature around us. So we come out of summer, we go into fall, things start to kinda of, the leaves fall, you have the harvest, you have you enjoyed the things that you that you have worked for over the past part of the year. And then you get into wintertime where really you should be fasting. We shouldn't have food. You know, there's like if we shouldn't have Starbucks or or you know, places where you can go and pick up a, you know, a dozen donuts. Like that's the time where we really should be getting more insular. We go a lot, we can spend a lot more time in. And if you like going into the season if you're cramming a bunch of food into your gut, you're not really able to feel what you are actually feeling, you know? And then when we get to the winter time and we're depressed and we're fat and we're you know, we're not exercising. <laughs> then it's like the the stuff that we're seeing when we do turn inwards isn't us. It's the wheat, it's the sugar, it's, you know, it's the alcohol, which is a big thing for a lot of people during this time too. And, and I'm not even saying like really at this time, school is starting. So I know that there are a lot of students that are kind of trying to find that balance without, you know, with just the way that things are right now in our world. But, you know, leading into this part of the year is really where we're supposed to enjoy the harvest and kind of like, start to start to turn inward right and i feel like because my you know my birthday's next month as a libra it's like you you try to find that balance and see where it is that you're going for the next year or two you know for a lot of people it's like you hit fall it's football season it's all the other things that we get distracted by but (laughs) like once we get into once we get into fall and you know this is something that you and i really kind of connected on when we when we first met too was like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Literally you get pumpkin Mm -hmm. spice, you get Thanksgiving, you get, you know, I'm not a big candy eater anymore, but when I was a kid, Halloween, you know, uh, so being able to be more mindful of that for me at this point in my life, it's nice because, you know, I've worked pretty hard to stay in pretty good shape, you know, over the past, Mm -hmm. I'd say for the past year, Uh, Lindsay and I have uh, kind of coped with, uh, with the lockdown by going and eating tacos at Teokali, which is a place that's near our house, and a lot of flower child and some other things. But for the most part, we've been pretty mindful about how we've eaten. And, you know, as we get ready to get into this, this time where there is a lot of like, God, what have you like, what do you want to work on, you know, and being willing Mm -hmm. to kind of like dig into some of those areas is, it's a lot easier if you start now you know as opposed to waiting until the beginning of the year when a lot of people set their resolutions like if you do it now as you're going into the fall it's going to be a lot easier for you to kind of have goals that you can are going to be easier to accomplish you know I realize that i that feel that like that a whole metaphor of like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time that's that's kind of what you have to do you you really have to you have to you know set small goals for yourself on a daily basis and there's no time like the present, you know. I think that's also the thing right now. Virgo, it's like set some goals that you that you can actually accomplish, and then start on them. You know, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. the easiest way to get it done. Set a thirty day thirty a thirty day goal. So, tangential, but
1: <laughs> not at all. I think yeah. it's it's very true that, like, I mean, you've come insanely far from when I met you and I've come insanely far from when I met you and I thought I was doing pretty good back then. Yeah. Um, and I, I knew for quite some time that I was still, um, making choices that were not the best choices for myself. Mm-hmm. And now like, I have a lot of people asking me, like, what are you doing? Cause you, you look good. Like you, you, Look healthy. Yeah, and the skin under
0: your eyes is the same color as the skin on the rest of your face. I noticed that when I was which, I saw one yeah. of the things you posted. I was like, "Wow, that's something." Part of it, you said, it's I'm not common that you don't have babies in today's society.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm using like really old techniques because they're based off of our ancestral DNA and how our ancestors from paleolithic so not neolithic so prior to what archaeologists call the agricultural revolution prior to that point prior to when grains were um, widely distributed through society prior to when people were cultivating a lot of the things that we our, our diet has switched to today um, so for me it's it's partly that and it's partly the recognition that certain exercise styles benefit me more um, and having cycles and realizing that our ancestors also weren't, you know, cross country marathoning constantly. <laughs> Most of the time they were taking advantage of whenever they could to just rest because they uh-huh. did have to be on high alert to make sure that they were keeping up with the other predators who are making the larger kills and then taking their share afterwards right? <laughs> because there's a lot of studies to show that they would wait for the saber tooths or the wolves or whoever to take down the mammoth. And then once they were done eating most of the fleshy part, our ancestors would go and use rocks that were sharpened to hack off the bones and break the bones open and get the marrow. Mm-hmm. and. That's how their brains started to grow bigger and stronger and work faster and they started to figure out more things and get more clever with how they were hunting and just all of it. And I think there's a lot of other spiritual stuff going on at the same time. But that being said, the more that I have um, really stuck to, I think there's like two things that are universal no matter what, that anybody can apply no matter whether you want to be plant-based or keto or anything in between. Um, And that's that you eat organic, just like no compromises. If it's not organic, I don't eat it. Um, And if it is not organic and I choose to eat it, then I know going in like, hey, I'm going to want to have something that's detoxing me immediately after whether that's spirulina and chlorella or something else, because um, there's going to be glyphosate in it and glyphosate kills you. It's Uh meant to. So (laughs) it's like, if you're not eating almost an entirely organic diet, like you are essentially putting poison into yourself. And so for me, like I think there's maybe one thing that I can think of recently that I knew consciously knew wasn't organic. And I was like, Oh no, I'm so (laughs) mad about it. I was really like, Oh, I don't have any other option. And so I shifting out of that. I'm like, okay, that was the last one. Everything in my cupboard, everything in my fridge, everything that goes onto my plate and into my mouth is organic Period. And I know not everybody feels like they have the financial means to make that happen. Um, And some ways to really help with that is just not buying processed food, period. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Getting all fresh veggies. And you'd be surprised if you do have mostly fresh veggies in your fridge. Groceries are a lot cheaper because you're doing all the work. Yeah. and I mean, organic I, is
0: definitely not that cheap, but the, uh, no. I mean, just going I literally mean, the past couple of, the past couple of days I've been doing grilled beets and it's literally just cutting them, like cutting wave like, you know, inch, inch and a half, two inches of, of beets, putting some olive oil on it and then, and put them on the grill. Like you don't have to season it or anything else, and you can use other oils. I'm trying. To, I really would like to get away from olive oil because I know that once you get it past yeah, a certain cannot, heat, it's not really good don't for don't you. cook
1: with olive oil. Yeah. It. Also, be careful because most olive oils actually have canola oil if it comes from outside of the United States. Yeah. And if it comes so, from inside the United States, uh, most of the time it's not organic.
0: Even if it says organic.
1: If it says organic and it says grown in California, then you're probably better off if it says grown in spain or italy or greece then um a long you're definitely shelf, good a girl. couple years ago you're getting um not full olive oil and it's already rancid because it doesn't have a long shelf life
0: it don't taste so great that's something yeah. else too i will notice like our water in general this is off topic but our water in general has just smelled really weird and not tasted good i it's like living in a fucking third world country. I swear we do this. We've been told this whole idea of American exceptionalism for the longest time. And it's like, okay, well our education system's fucked. Our, our political system is screwed up. Our water is pretty dirty. Like it's not on fire. Like I wasn't Flint or it may still be in Flint, but it's like, you know, it's just very strange. And, but I've noticed that with, uh, with foods too. It's just like, when, when, once I started eating organic, which happened a long time ago, it's like I when you and I met, I was I was eating really clean and then I've I kind of went off this where uh for a while too, where I was doing things like cassava chips and things like that that were mm-hmm. not organic and also they're cassava chips, so they're not exactly healthy for you either. It's like trying to find something that wasn't <laughs> corn or potatoes. And I've I have unfortunately still been kind of uh hooked on corn. Um but No, you've been making like, the
1: choice to eat corn because it's it's <laughs> It's you like You always yeah. like to have one thing that you're cheating with because it's you're a Libra, true. not Virgo. Yeah. You don't Virgo's want to be like, accept. you don't
0: yeah. want to be too, too no. strict.
1: No, no. but you, you yeah, exactly. Perfect. You want to be
0: completely. You want to be perfect. No, not progress, perfection. <laughs> well, I mean, but that eating,
1: is progress to me. Is getting perfection is
0: progress. Yeah.
1: Getting to a space where my brain functions um, better than it ever has, where my hair grows in mm-hmm. thicker than it ever has, where my um, My whole digestive system works so beautifully that I'm never bloated, even when I'm on my period, like too much information for most people. But that's something that I think not a lot of people experience nowadays in modern culture. Um, They just take these symptoms for granted and try to take a pill to make them go away. And (laughs) it all starts with the diet. And organic is the number one thing that I tell everybody. And then the number two thing is, cut out sugar. Mhm. Just period. And a lot of people are like, "What? You don't eat fruit?" And I might have like a couple blueberries or raspberries or blackberries here or there cuz those have the least amount. But um other than that, no. I don't because our ancestors the fruit they ate was not the fruit that we eat now. It was yeah. Much smaller. It's like wild caught salmon.
0: It's wild grown blackberries.
1: Yeah. And like when you eat wild blueberries, I don't know if you had them, but we have them here at Natural Grocers. The wild blueberries are literally a quarter of the size of the fresh blueberries that you Mm -hmm. see at a, a regular supermarket because that's what berries used to look like. They were tiny. And I've been able to pick like fresh raspberries in Montana and they are tiny. They're not like when I've grown my own strawberries, they're these little bitty things and they're really cute. But they're they are not half as sweet and they are not Mm -hmm. half as big as what most people come to associate with fruit. So I'm like, if you're going to eat fruit, sure. Eat wild, organic fruit and how do you know if it's organic when it's wild well it's not near it's organic monsanto yeah. yeah like it's not sprayed with and they literally found it and they've they've bought the land to make sure that no pesticides are ever going to contaminate it but it's grown without human hands forcing it to grow it's yeah effective. i mean
0: living living a boulder you can go into uh you know where we go is four pines or like near Chautauqua park. And there are places it's they're not there now because it was, we're at the peak of berry season a couple of weeks ago. Um, But we found wild raspberries and it was, like you said, they were just, they were delicious. It wasn't like too too sweet. They, some of them were kind of tart, but it's like, it's a completely different experience, you know, and especially when you're picking them off the vine yourself too, you're not grabbing Mm -hmm. them out of a, out of a plastic clamshell container. right? So. Uh, just what you were saying too. just going back, um, the whole idea of, of like perfection and not progress. Um, the book that I'm listening to right now, aside from, uh, Amy Nichols, angels and archangels, which I have kind of on repeat until I memorize the 72 angels of the Shem HaMavroon, um, is uh, a book called everyday holiness. And it's, uh, it's a book about, um, the Jewish spiritual path of Musar. And they were, he, uh, the author talks about, um, you know, it's kind of like the the idea of like a white lie, but it's those things. I can't remember the name of it. It's like it it's a sefer something. I want to say it's like a sefer. Uh,
1: don't worry about I the technicalities. I don't don't. I'm not going to go into the the technicalities.
0: Yeah. So uh, he talks about like the the little things that we allow to be okay, right? That are that are the things that are inside of us that we know aren't right. But it's like it's not a big deal if, right? So it's like you can have one more cookie. You can have this. Will be the last time that I get it. But I'm gonna have that. uh, You know, I'm gonna have a drink tonight. You know, whatever it is. And um, they talk about how that that is usually our life lesson. Like whatever the thing is that seems like it's not a big deal that ends up leading us down a path where we're, you know, I don't want to go to the point where you're in a back alley smoking crack, but like whatever it is that kind of like gets you off your path. And it's usually something small that doesn't seem like a big deal is the thing that we kind of have to figure out what it is, is kind of his his point, at least in the chapter that I'm, I'm reading right now. Um, so figuring out what those things are and then realizing that, you know, it is a will thing. It is really a will thing for us to be able to say no. And it's not like it's not like like you said, not denying yourself, but like realizing where the next step may possibly be if you start down that path, you know which sounds it sounds incredibly basic but when you're when you're listening to the some of these uh some of these teachings that come from like they're all old, older versions of of ancient scriptures that have kind of like been elaborated upon it's 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 the stuff that gets lost you know mm-hmm. a lot of the times when it comes to the ways that we're living our lives like yeah that sounds like good advice but and it sounds overly simplistic but unless you really listen to it and let it like you know completely integrate then you're not really getting the lesson. So for me, that's been a, a big thing is like realizing where it is that I do kind of like, Oh, it wouldn't be so bad too. And maybe I'll, maybe this week I'll just do this, you know? So I've been kind of like slowly chunking off things that I'm doing mindful also, because I'm also like, you know, finances have been tight for everybody as it is, but like being mindful to order like a taco <laughs> as opposed to four tacos, you know, or having, Having one serving of whatever the thing is that I'm eating as opposed to having, uh, you know, eating everything that I've cooked, like actually having some things left over for the next day. So it's like I said, it's it sounds incredibly basic. But when you start to kind of look at some of the stuff that that has kind of led you down a path and you realize that this is this is a big thing for people who have credit card debt, too. It's like, you know, you have one credit card and you buy something and you pay it off you know and then four years later or two years later you realize that you've maxed out a card and you've been doing nothing but paying the better, bare minimum on it and you're never you feel like you're never going to actually pay the card off you know that's how that's how debt kind of accrues is just that that serpentine uh, boa constrictor type vice that gets around <laughs> us you know
1: that sounds like a very personal experience for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> from the things that i've dealt with
1: yeah oh man Yeah, there's, I think that's the, one of the blessings of being a Virgo is, Mm -hmm. um, once I isolate, once I've analyzed myself enough (laughs) (laughs) and I isolate where it is that I'm compromising or ignoring or whatever it is, I mean, I'm, I feel like I've moved into a place where I'm just constantly observing myself. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. you are a fascinating human. That's the choice (laughs) you made today. Great. Um, I really just Marie Kondo it mm-hmm. like this does not bring me joy. It has to go Yeah. <laughs> it's like, does, does this action actually do anything for me? No. Okay. It's gone. And, mm-hmm. um, not that I don't ever slip up or that I don't go back, but there's been so many things in my life that I've just like, that's how it's handled of nope, no more. And it's felt really good. It's felt mm-hmm. really like pleasant, but I realized for a lot of people, it's really hard to just cold turkey everything, um, whatever it is. And, and I, I feel like you have to kind of do the test where, um, who was it? It was Matt Kahn who was saying it. It was really similar to what you just said, which is why I thought of it. A lot of times we're like, Never again. This is not for me. It's out of alignment. So I'm gonna try it one more time just to make sure.
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: I I don't think this is gonna work for me. Let me test. Yeah. Which reminds me of how you and I used to be a lot. Where we're like, I don't think this is right. So I'm just gonna make sure. I'm gonna do I it. Was it one definitely more that one
0: with smoking. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would start to feel, start to feel sick and know that I didn't want to do it. And then I would, I'd be like, well, I'm going to buy another pack of cigarettes and make myself sick. And then, I mean, for the, for, I will say this for the most part, it worked makes no because sense. I, would, I would get sick and then I couldn't smoke. So then I would, I would be sick. I would go, you know, a week and a half getting healthy and then I'd be like, I have no interest in smoking. And then I would go without smoking for nine months. And then I would be at a, you know, a party after a, an opening of a show in theater. And if somebody would have a pack of cigarettes, and I'd be like, ah, what the hell? It's been nine months. So it is, it really is one of those, it's, you, people say it like a slippery slope. And that's, that is, uh, that has also become kind of vilified because of, from the standpoint of, um, of, uh, you know, philosophical, you um, approaches to things well you know you have one cigarette and then the next thing you know you're sucking dick in an alley you know it's like (laughs) yes that's not necessarily gonna always be the case but it's 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 more helpful i guess i guess this really comes back to just mindfulness really it's Mm -hmm. like it's more helpful for you to know what you're capable of in a good and a bad way and to kind of see the possibilities of where you could end up by doing whatever the thing is that you're doing
1: did you ever read um game changers by dave asprey
0: um i don't think so
1: he had a really great um moment in the book where they were talking about uh, unacceptable words because Mm -hmm. they allow for this exact thing yeah and one of them is try right and it was very yoda like do or do not there is yes try if then he was talking about like getting his kids to not say that anymore because they're like, oh, I'm going to try. He's like, no, either you're going to do it or you're not. And that's okay. Just take responsibility for it. And um, our next podcast guest, all you all are going to listen to next week, um, we already had the conversation with him and it was awesome. We talked about choice and responsibility uh-huh. and and actions and reactions, how it's every single time is a choice. Uh-huh. And until you acknowledge that, you're going to constantly feel like, things are happening to you and like things are out of your control and like things are addicting or impossible to let go of because you're not accepting the fact that you're making the choice to continue with what it is that you feel like is either controlling you or holding you back or, um, or preventing you from doing the thing you want to do.
0: Well, as a Libra too, like the whole idea of having non-negotiables feels too binding Cause it's like, yeah, you don't want to have some things that you say that you're never going to do, and I don't necessarily want to, you know, fall off the path and go doing something that I'm that I'm going to end up regretting. But it's like f- saying that you have some non-negotiable things that you just do not do is also kind of empowering, right? It's like, yeah, this feels really mm-hmm. good. It's
1: setting boundaries. I've got,
0: I've got standards. Yeah, I've got certain things that I'm I'm willing to willing to to kind of bypass to allow to kind and of that's go, one of the go life down the road. Of-
1: yeah, it's one of the life lessons of Libra, which uh, like anybody who's going to go through applied astrology schools, is going to get uh, really clearly when Deborah explains it and when the mentors explain it. Libra is making a commitment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the life lesson of a Libra is to make commitment, to make a choice and stick with it because mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing is you want to make a choice and then change your mind. Right And giving right. giving yourself permission to not feel guilty when you do change your mind, but also empowering yourself to stick with the choice if your rising sign is either like a fixed or um, an earth or something <clears throat> capricorn where um, <coughs> you are really <laughs> trying to stay grounded and stay true to the decision you made. And so that's something we'll talk about more next month on in that injury report. But Virgo, it's not judging yourself for not having done it already. Mm-mm. That's the Virgo. Uh, low road is feeling guilty that you haven't been good enough up until this point because you've just discovered some new thing about yourself that is not good enough. And therefore, you were not good enough to see it prior to. And so you've been sucky this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really silly spiral. Um, it's a slide I've written down many times and gone, wee all the way to the <laughs> bottom. <laughs> and then just kind of landed and thought, hmm, well, okay, this is as low as you can go. Guess I'm going to climb back up now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finding grace for yourself. Finding uh-huh. grace and acceptance. And acceptance isn't um, trying to change anything. Acceptance is being willing to to love where you are enough that you will make the changes to grow further to support yourself further rather than trying to force everything to get fixed and change it right now because you hate it
0: and accepting where other people are on their journey because they're not always going to be where you are perfect Virgo
1: (laughs) oh my god I I think um a lot of Virgos feel like Virgos I've talked to are like I'm so judgmental. I just see everything that they can do to make themselves better. And they won't
0: listen to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I'm like, yeah, I can commiserate. I just want everybody to live long, happy, healthy lives that are um, fully in their sovereignty and totally their own spiritual authorities and not consenting and being able to set boundaries and Follow their, their path and their passions and live in bliss. Like, I want that for everyone. And I just see all the places where they're not doing it.
0: Where is your Venus?
1: Take a wild guess.
0: I've got your chart. I'm going <laughs> to pull it up. I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, I, I don't want to embarrass myself. I'm making a guess that I'm so completely and totally off on.
1: Yeah, well, okay, say. here, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Venus can never be more than two signs away from the sun at any given time. Really? Yep. They chart really um, close together. Mercury is only ever the sign before, the sign of, or the sign after the sun.
0: Huh. I guess that makes sense because they are pretty tight. Yeah. Um, so it's either going one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. You're not you're not Libra, are you?
1: Mm-mm. That's where I, your
0: Mercury is. That's
1: where my Mercury is. That's why my head and my Mercury's got lines like on the mm-hmm. chart to almost every other planet. So um, it my head is going all the time. That's why I never thought. <laughs> that's why I have so many interests and why I have so many uh, varied interests that like don't seem at all related, like millinery. And herbalism. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. She knows how to put a hat together and she can make me a yoni steam. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's that. But my Venus is in Cancer.
0: Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense.
1: So a lot of times when you look at a chart, somebody will have um venus near their sun or conjunct their sun that's actually Mm -hmm. not uncommon yeah it it does add like a flavor to how their ego and their personality shows up but it's not something that i concentrate a whole heck of a lot on unless the theme is reoccurring like unless they've Mm -hmm. got taurus and libra and they have stuff in the second house and the seventh house and um things that venus rules and so um a lot of times I I really focus heavily, and this is because of my teacher, Deborah. Um, when I'm doing someone's astrology and when we're talking about it, we talk about their sun, their moon, and their rising, primarily, anything that's connected to those. So anything that's sitting right next to the sun or right on top of their ascendant, which is the rising sign, or right next to their moon, or anything that's making them um, what they call like a hard aspect. So a square or an opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and because those create more uh, energetic tension, energetic buildup within the system. And so I'll look at those. And right now in the sky, there's a really big one happening, which is why a lot of astrologers are like, okay, what's going to happen? Because this, it's the same configuration that happened back in March. If you think back to the first week of March and all that happened, Mars was, uh, it's not the same exact one, I should say. It's, It's a similar one. Mars entered Capricorn back then when Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter were all there. And it was like Mars was the match thrown on the kindling on top of the lighter fuel and the big block of wood. Which, that's a really big fire. And look what happened to our, our world then. And now, it's like Mars is in the next building over, and they're both really tall buildings, and he's throwing Molotov cocktails into the same room. <laughs> that's what's happening, where he's squaring, so he's making a 90 degree angle to the same three planets that are in Capricorn right now. Saturn, Pluto and jupiter and mars is like hey y'all keep that fire going <laughs> and and so september is going to be an interesting month it's gonna be really interesting
0: oh good. because we've He's definitely had a, a real real boring year so far
1: yeah i mean <laughs> 2020 <laughs> coming in strong <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be the year of clear vision, but
1: uh... <laughs> Well, that's what it is, right? That's the lesson is that yeah. nobody is like able to trust the thing that's telling them a vision. Mm-hmm. Television. Mm-hmm. You can't trust it anymore. And you yeah. can't see clearly through it. Neptune is like being called out for all the, the illusion and and we're starting to be called out as a, as a race, as a human race, like humanity on all of the illusions that we've been operating on all of the things that we've been buying into to keep us safe and to keep us content and to keep us comfortable. And it's an illusion of safety. It's really just complacency. Mm -hmm. And I think um, one of the the things about the season is being willing to really analyze everything that's coming towards you from every source, every type of media and really try and find discernment with it and find your own 2020 vision because Mm -hmm. ain't nobody else going to give it to you. Yeah, I, I definitely
0: have. I mean, that's part of everybody being kind of in lockdown too. Is like, what are you doing with your time? We've kind of talked about this, but it's like, you know, my, my practice over the past year has, really been something like that's made me feel nurtured you know I know that it's the exact opposite of being grounded but it has felt very grounding for me to be able to connect to my guides to be able to like to to be able to drop into uh, to a spirit quest and you know have some type of something relevant that was happening at least in my spiritual life you know, because, mm-hmm. like, what's going on right now, like you said, none, none of the stuff we're watching on television is real. None of the stuff, that's, like, everything seems to be kind of like the, the illusion is shimmering. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing through it. So, you know, having, the, having this time to be able to, to really know what was, what's important to me on, like, the bigger scale has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the people that I've talked to that are kind of dealing uh, with a little more, like, depression and anxiety from the situation... Have been more stressed about like, well, I really you know, like what's going to happen with the housing market? What's what's going on in my checking account, or my investments are safe? You know, it's like well, these are all things that you that we are aware of that are not real. Yet, for some reason, we're still trying to cling on to them. Maybe, maybe everything's going to kind of bounce back. Everything's going to be different next year. You know, it's like mm-hmm. look closer, <laughs> take just a little bit more time. To assess the situation
1: you know yeah i mean moving into the aquarian age this is a, yeah. a, yeah. people people got so excited about the idea because they thought it was just gonna like transition easily into a weird utopia um that somehow balanced out a whole of the everything on the planet mm-hmm. <laughs> like are you gonna clean up the big trash pile in the pacific because I don't think Elon Musk is going to do it. Um, <laughs> there's a a reality check that's coming in with yeah. Aquarius that Aquarius energy is really good at. And the moon's in Aquarius today while we're talking. So it's so perfect. Um, but the, the feeling of, oh, God, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And now I have to face it. Yeah. Um, Aquarius is really good at that. It's like saying, hey. Um. Here's a radical idea. The world is not going to ever go back yeah. in any form or fashion. And it never has, right? Like, think about all the times that humanity's been nearly wiped out over the course of spiritual history, right? Whether you're mm-hmm. looking at myths from India. And you're, you're looking at all of the times that Vishnu had to come back, or you're looking at myths from the Bible and all the times that God was like, I'm done with them. Floods, fire, brimstone, or you're looking at the Mayan, uh, calendar system and all the times that their son was like, uh, going through the process of death and reincarnation. They, they're like on the fifth sun now, and that's this age Or you're looking at, um, It was like anything across the globe, we've got these myths like Atlantis and Lemuria, right? It was Lemuria first and then Atlantis came in and they got cocky and they thought they were Mm. gods and technologically whatever. And then they got wiped out. Um, You look at Graham Hancock and you you see all of the times that clearly something existed prior to what we've got going on. And we can't even remember it. Mm -hmm. And who knows? Who knows what this transition is going to look like? It's kind of the tower card. It's, it's not going to be um, anything that anyone expected. It's going well, to look different.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things that's kind of scary about the situation too. It's like, you know, when, when, um, societies collapsed beforehand, I still think people had more like they were cognitively, <laughs> they were cognitively, uh, functional, And our society really now, like part of it, I don't know if it's all technology. I don't know if it is the foods and sugar that we're eating. I know that that's, it it all kind of is adding to it, but like our memory sucks. You know, it's hard for me to remember the names of the fucking 12 people that I work with, you know, that is, that should not be an issue. It should not be hard for me to remember like a certain number of folks. Like I don't have that many people that I interact with on a normal daily basis. So like the uh who's the who's the maslow's number there's a, a number like the 100 people that is, is kind of where it maxes out um that we would normally interact with and i don't really interact mm-hmm. with that many people so technically there should be about 100 people whose names i can remember details about their their lives that i should be able to remember and that's not always the case you know and it's great that we've got phones and we have instant access to all the information uh, that history has been able to digitize and document but that's not a memory, right? That's not our own ability to actually remember and draw up and pull these things into, into our mindscape. So, you know, I, that's one of the scary things about going into Aquarius as well is because that's, it's a big A big part of that is the analytical side is being able to like, it's the, you know, it's the eldest air sign. It is thought on a, a completely different scale of duality with Gemini or like the duality of Libra, <laughs> you know, It's kind of like all thought. And if we can't even think straight and we can't remember, you know, the name of the the person at the grocery store that we see every single week, you know, two or three times a week, then it's like, where do you go with that energy? You know, do we have, again, is it going to be half to something where there's going to be a big reset and that Aquarius might be an age that doesn't have a lot of humans actually interacting in it for, you know, a thousand years. And it's half the year, half of the age that actually is, 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 you know, productive and things start to kind of rebuild.
1: Does, I mean, all of I mean, this is choice too, though. Yeah. I think this is all a lot of people choosing to let other things do stuff for them. Right. And I remember back when we were kids, I had like 12 different phone numbers memorized mm-hmm. and it was easy.
0: Yeah. And
1: now I, I can recall a few of them. Um, like weirdly, I can still tell you my grandma's home phone. Number because i called that one enough but as a kid um, yeah. but stayed and i think there's there's just not as much of a oral tradition that there used to be like we used to as priests and priestesses we didn't have books Oof. we yeah. had it in our heads mm-hmm. and that means it's still there we just aren't using our brains right um And I think you're right that it is the the technology and the sugar combined Um, Mm -hmm. where they keep you complacent with entertainment Mm -hmm. and like, go ahead and look up the word.
0: Yeah.
1: Amusement Mm -hmm. a means not muse means think when you are amused, you are not thinking. Mm -hmm. And so our whole culture is built off of that amusement parks and mm-hmm. like shows that amuse you. And it's all there to help keep people complacent and not thinking and not questioning and not asking. And we're told as kids, stop asking questions. Don't ask why, don't ask me that. And so I think a lot of it has been really intentionally done to the to humanity. Um, I think there's certain indigenous cultures that are starting to embrace older ways again. And there's people who are finding that You know, the more that they seek, the less that they know, and they're like, "Holy cow, we've lost so much, Mm -hmm. and we're trying to get it back." And I've talked to other people who are doing like this temple building work and this psychic work, and we're all remembering the same stuff, and we're like, "Holy Mm -hmm. cow, like, what, what is underneath there? Like, what else can we excavate? Because clearly, there's been something." done to the brain that has blocked off a lot of this. And when you start tapping into it, you're all tapping into the same stuff and the same memories and the same, um, systems of working with energy that go like back, 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 back way far back that don't like the Egyptians were trying to remember it too. So, um, I, Part of me is like, this is why I am such on a a no compromise health kick because I don't want anything interfering with that anymore. Right. I don't want anything controlling me from the outside, be that like a person or an organization or a chemical, whatever. I am going to stand in my freedom as hard as I can and I'm going to fight for it because I've had it taken away for too long, Mm -hmm. too many incarnations on this planet. Um, It's been either taken because I've had to live in secrecy because I know the truth Mm -hmm. or it's been taken because I've been killed for expressing it or Mm -hmm. it's been taken because I was unaware of it during that lifetime, but I could feel it underneath bubbling up and I wanted access and I died knowing it. So I think there's, there's something to be said for this age of Aquarius where we're allowed finally, in these bodies and in these incarnations to access that stuff that we've been seeking for a long time that we've been mining for and, yeah. and recoding opening up the the old doors to the temples that have been lost and finding things on the planet that um, have been safely tucked away in other dimensions, <laughs> <laughs> all of that really woo stuff. But for me, it, it all comes back to every level of the temple and one of those being the body and I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that my body is so healthy. Nothing can inhibit the progress that my spirit wants to make.
0: Amen sister.
1: <laughs> so yeah, organic and no sugar. That's like, those are the two things that I can't stress enough because glyphosate is a neurotoxin and um, it's on everything that says, mm-hmm. no matter, even if it says non-GMO, it's still there.
0: Because
1: um, they're spraying it. Yep, mm-hmm. and or or it's next to a field that has it, and mm-hmm. it's being cross-pollinated by poor dying bees. So um, there's that. <laughs> But for organic, at least there's been a a bit of a higher standard and the soil has to be proven not contaminated. Now, if it's your local farmer and they're like, look, we've had the field for five years. We haven't used pesticide a single bit. We're doing topsoil regeneration. We're doing our best. We just haven't had the finances to get the certification yet, but we're doing all the practices and you can talk to the person. You can go visit it. You can see what's going on. Okay, fine. By their produce, that's great, because then you're supporting someone local, and you know it's organic, even if it doesn't have the label on it, but if it's coming from a store, if it's coming from a restaurant, chances are, you've, you've got something in it that you don't want, and then with the sugar, it's, your body's programmed to want it, because ancestrally, It was only available during the summer months before the autumn when stuff started to die and you needed extra fat for fasting in your body. Mm -hmm. Sugar makes your body store fat. It's a cue. It's an insulin helps you store more fat on yourself so that you have energy stores for the winter when there is no food, when you're just Mm -hmm. chewing on dried meat because all the plants are dead like that's where our ancestors got their cycles we and we ate cyclically we didn't eat everything all the time we only ate in season and berries only came out in the summertime and there were other fruits that came out at other times apples would come out in the fall but they were not the apples that we eat now they were very tiny and and sour Mm -hmm. Um, crab apples yeah, and so, like, there's there's all of this science now to show that so many of the things that we think you should be eating, whether it's tomatoes or squash and other stuff, have these crazy amounts of lectins in them that pull all the nutrients away from your system and instead make your system have inflammatory responses and... Allergy responses, histamine responses, all sorts of stuff that's not pleasant to experience, and like nightshades are some of the worst. Um, and there's so many so many books. Like, you want the list of books? Grain Brain by Dr. Perlmutter, uh, Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry, um, Primal Body, Primal Mind is my favorite by Nora Gedgaudas. And her second book, Primal Fat Burner, Live Longer and Eat Healthier and Have a Better Life, Um, that one, it has recipes in it, and it's really amazing. Um, I know there's several others, even in Bulletproof by Dave Asprey, he talks about this, In Wheat Belly, they talk about this, like, all of these things are, are really going into the idea that We need to take back control of our lives. We need to stand Mm -hmm. in our power and and make choices for ourselves rather than against ourselves.
0: And the first way to do that is to put down the sandwich. Put down the chocolate. You guys aren't eating chocolate anymore, right? You're eating cacao?
1: Uh, With the cacao, I make my own homemade chocolate using cacao butter and cacao and sea salt, Mm -hmm. and a little tiny bit of um, very pure, straight from the plant, organic stevia that hasn't been chemically changed at all. Um, So it's not for everyone's palate, of course, because Mm -hmm. most people still, um, their brains still want more sugar. So when they taste the bitterness of real cacao, they're like, what is that? Um, but for other people who, who have essentially weaned themselves off of the, the dopamine response that sugar creates, um, then the taste buds shift on the tongue and you're able to taste other nuances and other flavors and out of lipids, which are fats. Um, and yeah, all of these books will go into it. Like some of them, not so much, um, Nora is my favorite, but Nora is also the least compromising. So, if you want to kick in your pants, um, I'll put a link to her primal genic plan, which is a three week course that kickstarts you into this um, effective state of ketogenic adaptation, which is what our ancestors ran off of. If you look at babies, they are in ketosis. Babies' breath, but If they're drinking breast milk, that is, if they're drinking formula, then no, they're not. They're already glucose burners. Um, But humans who are born naturally and are given breast milk exclusively are naturally in ketosis because breast milk is cream and water. (laughs) Um, So get that colostrum. Yeah, that's what they're, that's the first like week, but um, the, the brain is meant to grow. Like, that's when the brain does the most growing, right? The first few years of life. And it's meant to operate in in that state. It feeds off of those fuels better. And it's because that's what the mitochondria feed off of. And the mitochondria are the powerhouses of the body. So I mean, go on forever and ever and ever. On.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, do you want me to get you a step stool and get off your soapbox or... Uh... You make it down safely.
1: (laughs) No, I can jump. (laughs) Well, I'm
0: great. I'm glad that you're you're passionate about it and that you are at this point now where you're like, you are actually have exceeded me because I remember before when I was like, this is what you should be eating, and you were like, oh, uh, you got these pancakes. So now I have something to aspire to. I actually have to kind of try to catch up to you. And it's uh, yeah it's good to know that you know i also can ask you where the research is or what i need to do because before honestly this is really has been something that i've struggled with for 10 years it feels like the podcast always ends up coming back to my issues with eating um this is but, your saturn
1: uh, though this is your saturn saturn and virgo it's hard know. for you it's not yeah. like don't don't be hard on yourself
0: well i try not to be but yeah, that's, uh, that was something else that I think I've made the realization of, too. This like, you know, it, it, we don't all have the same challenges that we're trying to address in each of our lives. And it's, you know, it really is, too, that, um, you know, everybody's moral structure is completely different. Like, if you're working, we, we haven't really talked about magic much today, but, like, if you're working with fairy magic, you know, it may seem that some of them can be spiteful and vindictive or just like, you know, not have a lot of compassion, but they just don't, and they just really don't them. care about him. They don't, give them, yeah, they don't give a fuck. They just don't have it in them to like, see why what they're doing is negative or positive. They're just kind of like, this is what we do and this is what you asked for. So this is what we gave you.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it's not their nature. Like, I just feel it on my heart right now. They, they're here for the planet and we've mm-hmm. messed with the planet. So they're like, well. I'm no. I'm, I have no wish to make you happy um, mm-hmm. because they're, they operate on a different moral code because they're here to help Gaia, not us. Right. That's how I always feel. I feel like angels are here more for humans and fairies are here more for the planet.
0: Yeah well, yeah, I mean I feel like angels are more, again, it's like if you start dealing with some of the like angels and not the archangels, then you are dealing with the the direct energetic of whatever the thing is that you're asking for. And the things may come to you in a way that you don't expect. So you have to be very specific as to when you're working with angels as of what it is that you want because you know it's it, it doesn't seem to be like I still kind of feel like there's a connection when it comes to the Hindu pantheon of deities and the angels and archangels of uh, Hebrew and Christian um, mythos because there's 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 too much of a like, Kali, help me out with this, and then there's like this slash and burn approach to it, which kind of mirrors working with, you know, on the Tree of Life, like Kamiel, you know, some of the more like uh, Mars energies that are a little more uh, warlike, and and very uh, like stand your ground and, and warrior uh, mindset of there's not a lot of compassion. It's just kind of like, this is what needs to be done and it gets done, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so. a lot of sides of, <laughs> this goes back to something we were talking about prior to recording. Um, <laughs> you don't like that aspect of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The warrior aspect. So of course you're going to feel like they're compassionless because yeah, you haven't gotten in touch with that nature whereas I'm like Collie's really sweet but she, I also... she definitely
0: can be but I've definitely seen the, yeah. the other side of her too yeah
1: no but I'm I'm saying like one thing that I go over and I harp on a lot in all souls is none of these things are real and everything's really? real <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's all inside of you so anything that we perceive outside anything that you or I or anybody perceives as outside of ourselves is just a different type of mirror of what's going on inside. And the second that you feel disconnected or um, just like any of the, what we would call negative emotions around Mm -hmm. something it's typically something internally that we haven't integrated. And Carolyn was on all of this really deeply in existential thinking. Um, well, I Yeah,
0: the way that I talk about things, I still talk about it from the standpoint of external and internal. And that's, you know, that's the language that I use because that's people who maybe listening to this haven't integrated that <laughs> aspect either. <laughs> like all of this stuff is obviously moving through mm-hmm. us. And the reason why we feel certain ways, again, if you start looking at the charts and you look at your horoscope, is because you've got that energetic moving through you. So it's going to be harder for you, like at least for me as an air sign, to like deal with with Earth, you know, Earth energetics, which is why that's my lesson, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, you know, that's part of the work that I'm doing right now with uh, all of the angel work that I'm doing. It's not something that I necessarily want to like go into, but it's like, it's It's amazing. Even just like dealing with uh, the energe- and angelic energetics that are connected to the tarot cards, Like, I've been working with, um, as of recently at least, uh, I've been working with the Ten of Swords. And it's, you know, that's a pretty heavy energy to deal with. It's a lot about, like, acceptance of letting something go or causing the end of something to actually happen. And that can be incredibly difficult, especially as a culture that that we are, that is like, we have this goo-goo, I don't want to let something go. It, It has to, everything has to last forever kind of vibe. And being able to have that a mental disconnect, literally to cut off, like, I don't want to think about this anymore, and you it's done. You just kind of let it go, and you have to move, move on. You have to deal with everything that kind of comes along with it, and it can be incredibly heavy, but it's been really freeing for me to actually kind of, like, work with some of the energetics of the, of at least with, like I said, the Ten of Swords, which in, um, uh, I don't think it's the Tarot Illuminati deck, the, uh, the title of it is uh, The Death of God. You know, it's the whole idea of like you're just completely cutting off that aspect. So, like it feels it feels really good to actually get into some of those things too. And I think that's you know a lot of a lot of the guys that I've talked to and a lot of the men's work. They, they there's a lot of like aggression therapy of like punching a bag or you know trying to get some of these things out. And that is an effective way to kind of get to some underlying emotions for people who are emotionally repressed. And for me uh it definitely helps too because if i get angry then i almost always end up crying (laughs) because that's that's just how i roll um but like actually dealing with some of these things from like and not not putting a judgment on it but just being like i'm gonna let this energy move through me i'm gonna work with it and feel what it feels like and become accustomed because you're so
1: on your feminine because that feels more natural to you is to be in that feminine flow versus in like the the masculine um Either like stillness of moving back and just observing and stopping mm-hmm. or the masculine, like just taking decisive action. Yeah. And that decisive action is the Ten of Swords. So like done. Mm-hmm. You killed it. You can't go any further. Yep. Like yep. the Wild Unknown has that great image of the bull with all the swords in its head because it's you a killed buffalo. it. buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was a bull. Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure it's a buffalo. But I, I mean, but see- that's another reason why the car is so heavy for me.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of ending it, I need to end this because I have to go to bed.
0: Pull a ten of swords, girl. Do it. Um. Well, this okay. is good. I'm glad we've we got the chance to do this. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um. Uh, congratulations to the winners. I actually have uh of the competition from like last month. I have my session tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited about meeting with them. And uh, yeah. Let's uh. Let's do this again soon. Also, if you um if you are interested in signing up for Deborah's class, like Amy said, uh the I think it ends Wednesday. Yeah. I think Wednesday is the last yep. day to sign up, the fourth. Um
1: no, I think it's the third. Inter-
0: third, yeah. Uh-huh. So if you're interested, sign up for it. Um and put in there that you heard about it on Mantra and Magic if you're interested, uh and let them know uh that we turned you that way. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. <laughs>
1: Have a good night. I love you. Love you too. You too. Bye. Bye.